What I think a lot of people don't understand is that things are going to break down. Most guests are going to understand as long as you approach them with humility, you apologize, you take responsibility. I think that's the most important thing. And, and I'm telling you, most guests are going to be reasonable. It's only a small handful that are not going to be. Yeah. And I can't say that we've ever asked for any money back, but this is the time that I was like, you know what? We didn't have hot water for six days. Like, I think that we should get a discount. And he offered us $100 off of us. It was like a $7,500 stay. And that was just for me, another like kick in the teeth of how this guy approached being a host. And when you take on an Airbnb, you you are a host, that's your job. And so you really want to embody that as much as you can and really come from a place of service. And this was not that from the very beginning when we reported that the hot water was cold. And so this was one of those experiences that really stands out in our minds of, and again, not very common, but it really leaves a bad taste in your mouth. This week's podcast is sponsored by our course, Zero to Freedom Through Cashflowing Rentals. Zero to Freedom Through Cashflowing Rentals is a 10-week online course focused on helping physicians and high-income earners go from knowing little to nothing about real estate investing to confidently buying the cashflowing rentals that will allow them to achieve financial freedom and work in medicine or their day jobs on their own terms. Our course is only open to registration twice a year, so be sure to get on the waitlist at semiretiredmd.com and check out the course details on our course landing page. Have you ever dreamed of owning a vacation home? What if it could double as an investment property that makes you money and helps you save on taxes? Our new course, Accelerating Wealth, Short-Term Rental Blueprint, will teach you how to purchase and set up your short-term rental the right way. Learn more about the course at semiretiredmd.com slash str hyphen course. Welcome to the Doctors Building Wealth Podcast, a place where we talk about the strategies, habits, and mindset that separate wealthy docs from those who are not. We're your hosts, Leiti and Kenji. Welcome to another episode of the Doctors Building Wealth Podcast. Today, Kenji and I are going to be talking to you about the top mistakes vacation rental owners make. And this data really comes from a lot of our experiences. We've stayed in a total of about a year and a half of short-term rentals over the course of of our time together. And so we've been in short-term rentals across the country and across the world and experienced a lot and a lot that was great and a lot that was not so great. And so we wanted to share with you some of our experiences of what we've learned staying in those short-term rentals for all of you out there who have vacation rentals or are thinking about buying vacation rentals and really want to learn to provide the best experience for your guests. Yeah. And we've come up with a list of eight mistakes that vacation rental owners make, but you can come up with your own list. Uh, and I think one of the best ways to come up with a list is to put yourself in the shoes of the guests. Now you don't have to stay in a year and a half worth of Airbnbs like we have. You can literally just go into your place sit down and go, okay, if I'm a guest and I'm cooking dinner, right? And and just run through all the things that you wish, you know, the owner would have put there and what what you need to put there uh, so that they, they have a great experience. And so that's really what it's about. So put yourself in the shoes of your guests. And I think that'll be a great way to come up with your list. And we know a lot of our students actually have friends stay in their Airbnbs after they have them set just to kind of test it out. And 
if you want to go explore Airbnbs or vacation rentals that are in the area that you're going to be investing in, that's another way to do it because you get to see all the things that they're providing amenities wise and real, you know, think about what you want to provide and whether or not there are things that they're missing that you want to provide as well. Plus it can potentially be a tax write-off, right? Because it's, you're doing that kind of data digging by staying at other people's rentals. Yeah, you can spy on your competitors, right? And figure out how you can stand out because that's really the key. If you can stand out, then you can be more profitable. So let's dive right in. So the number one we have is cleanliness because this is absolutely the most important thing. And we can tell you some horror stories. Yeah, and cleanliness, if you've seen some of the short-term rental service, cleanliness is number one on the list of things that guests care about. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is really important. And for us, man, we've stayed in so many different places that were not clean, to to, to put it politely. (laughs) Yeah, you immediately feel it when you walk in especially if you're kind of a clean freak, like, like I am, uh, you can start to see dirt everywhere. And, and that really then kind of colors the rest of your experience. So I wanted to talk about a couple examples. So we once stayed in an Airbnb in Wallingford, Washington, and it was so bad because the, the person cleaning it had not been under the couches, under the beds, any of that stuff. And so, we would live well. Not only did our ter- feet turn black just walking around in the apartment um, because it wasn't clean, even in the areas that were un- not under the couches, but I think I just happened to step side to the side of the bed one day, and my foot literally stuck to the floor. Mm-hmm. Right, and you you had dust bunnies, like huge dust bunnies, under the couch. Yeah, and if you don't know, I mean, the hotel standard is to move every piece of furniture or touch every every furnishing, right? Just to, just to make sure that uh, it's taken care of. And, and under the couch is, is a very, very common area where a lot of cleaners neglect. They don't move the furniture. Uh, they don't look uh, or clean underneath the beds or the sofas. Uh, and that's where a lot of things end up collecting. So if you're an owner, you really want to make sure you communicate to your cleaners, your expectations and moving furniture is a really important one. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to have your guests cleaning the place when they arrive, which is literally what we've done now a handful of times. I also want to mention, we stayed at a a place in Costa Rica more recently, and they had uh, like those flower arrangements, those kind of plastic flower arrangements. And there was so much dust stuck onto those. Like, I think that you should also probably avoid things like that, that are going to collect dust that, that it's difficult to clean because they have so many little pieces and parts. Yeah. And then I remember our stay at West Palm beach where behind the couch was literally a dead cockroach, uh, and uh, a dead lizard. That was, that was really gross. And clearly it had not been touched or cleaned or moved for probably months. 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's our number one. We'll yeah. stop telling you guys horror stories. That's right. Well, actually, we should tell one more. At the time away, they had fleas, but we'll come to yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get to that one. That's a different <laughs> issue. Yeah, for sure. Poor maintenance. So that's number two. And uh, we've had a lot of situations where you go in, and again, it's like cleanliness. You start to notice things are falling apart or breaking, or there are things missing, and you start to see, start to kind of experience the places kind of run down and, and, kind of, it colors your view of the rest of the experience. Yeah. I kind of like to look at it as uh, 
or describe it as the place looks tired looking, mm-hmm. right? It's just, it's been, it's been worn. Uh, it's been lived in. You can see that the cushions on the sofa are sagging or maybe even collapsed, right? Some of the fabric on the chairs are kind of worn down. And then you have the, like the wobbly uh, leg, uh, you know, the uh, legs of the chair and the yeah. table. And this is, this is common, right? This it's happens so a lot common. with, especially because a lot of people have that Ikea furniture, right? And, and after a little while, those things get, get the, the screws on those get loose and they get wobbly. Uh, and I actually think it's a safety issue as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maintenance is so, so important. Uh, recently we did maintenance, a six month check on our short-term rental in index Washington. And I'll tell you, there was a, there was a fairly long list of things. And I had uh, our handyman contractor come out for actually over two days, uh, and they were working on different issues uh, that we found. Uh, we also found, to our horror, some chipped uh, dishes and plates and things like that. So we actually had to go replace some of that stuff because, you know, for us, that's just not acceptable. We don't want to have any chips on our plates or or broken glasses even. Yeah. And that's something that ideally your cleaning team is keeping abreast of all the maintenance issues and communicating with your handyman to get the stuff fixed along the way so that it doesn't come to a point where you have to go to your property and say, hey, there's a list of two pages of stuff that that should have been caught way earlier by my team. And now all of a sudden I'm having to weigh in. Now, this episode isn't about what to do in these situations, but just a quick dip on this one is that you really need to have a system for maintenance, right? You need to have a schedule for maintenance. So if you're not, if you don't have some type of a schedule and I, I talked about a six month check, but that's not enough really. I mean, I think quarterly, you really wanna have a quarterly schedule where you have a handyman or you go out and look at your property and have a whole checklist of items uh, and you want to make sure that every you, know, you touch everything. You make sure that you know lock the door locks work. That was another issue with our place was the door lock wasn't working, uh, which is which is another safety issue. Uh, and you want to look at the walls, make sure that there aren't any scuff marks on it. You want to look at the floors to look for any damage. You know you want to look at everything and have a long checklist of things to make sure that you don't miss anything. But I will say again, your cleaning team should also be in contact with your handyman and be able to do that as well. Mm-hmm. And this is a safety issue, like Kenji mentioned because short-term rentals have so much turnover. They're a little bit more of a liability, right? That's why short-term rental uh, insurance is higher than long-term rental insurance. And so you don't want a guest sitting down at a seat with a wobbly leg and falling. And all of a sudden you have that nightmare kind of you're being sued over that because simply because your you know maintenance team didn't even know about it and no one was keeping on top of those types of issues. So it's a really big deal. Okay, next we have not candid in the listing. And this we've run into a number of times. So some of our examples are we stayed in a place in Rome and it was like multiple flights of (laughs) stairs. And we had, I think we only had one baby at the time, but the amount of suitcases we had were ridiculous. And we were dragging all those up the stairs. Um, We've also had a situation, we mentioned fleas earlier, where there was actually a cat in the house. And we had to, we were responsible as people staying in the house to feed the cat and change the cat's water. We weren't aware of that until we showed up. Um, Other things are street noise, just knowing that a place is in a busy area where there's going to be street noise and hearing that ahead of time is really, really important. Um, And then really poor internet is a really big one for those of us who work abroad, just uh, knowing that there's going to be great internet in the house and that you're actually going to be able to use it because that could really slow things down for work. Yeah. And I think I can totally understand why somebody wouldn't want to be candid in their listing. You know, you don't want to talk about 
any negatives, but I actually look at it as a way to build trust with your guests by being honest. And also you are going to weed out those people who are expecting, for example, fast internet. And if you have slow internet, we don't say we have really slow internet. We say, you know, hey, yeah, the internet is is you know slower, um, but it gives you a chance to relax and get away, right? That's kind of the idea. And so you can kind of focus on the positive of that, not just focus on the negative. Well, but if you don't bring it up, mm-hmm. then people are going to be upset. And that's when you get those three-star reviews. And so it's, it's just not worth it. You want to kind of catch those people that have those expectations or need those services or don't want to drag their suitcases up multiple flights of stairs early before they even book. And that's the key to avoiding those negative reviews and keeping getting, you know, super host status and keeping your listing high up in the rankings. This week's podcast is sponsored by our course, Zero to Freedom Through Cashflowing Rentals. Zero to Freedom Through Cashflowing Rentals is a 10-week online course focused on helping physicians and high-income earners go from knowing little to nothing about real estate investing to confidently buying the cashflowing rentals will allow them to achieve financial freedom and work in medicine or their day jobs on their own terms. Our course is only open to registration twice a year, so be sure to get on the waitlist at semiretiredmd.com and check out the course details on our course landing page. This episode is brought to you by Dan Peck of Caliber Home Loans. If you're an experienced investor, you'll know just how important it is to have a lender who knows how to work with investors. Now, we've been working with Dan and his team for over five years now, and he's our go-to whenever we need a residential loan for our investment properties. Now, if you're new to investing, you might not know this, but your lender can sometimes be the difference between getting a great deal or completely missing out on it because your lender couldn't close a deal. Now, I did want to point out that Dan can help you not only with your investment properties, but also if you're looking to buy a primary residence or a vacation home. So the next time you're looking for a residential lender, be sure to email Dan at semiretiredmd at caliberhomeloans.com to get a free consultation. Next one we had was not taking responsibility or apologizing. And I can say we actually have not run into this very much, but we recently did. And it was really horrible. Yeah. So we had a situation where we didn't have hot water for several days. Actually, uh, it, was, it was six days. Yeah. So six days, right. And we got three kids, uh, and, you know, a baby. So it's, you know, you need hot water. Well, just to even wash bottles and things like that. Right. Dishwasher, you need a hot water. Right. For sure. And so we didn't have hot water and we notified the owner. And, you know, re- initially it was kind of like almost like blame, like they were blaming us. Well, he said, how hot do you want the water? Right. That was right. his response. How hot do you want the water? And we're like, uh, hot enough to take a shower. Right. Right. It was almost like, you know, like it, we were it, being unreasonable. Yeah, we That's were being, yeah, exactly. But, but it was that the water was actually cold. It wasn't even warm. And so, uh, so that was the first thing. And then the owner didn't uh, send uh, a handyman for a couple of days. And that was, that was okay. That was because it was holidays, but they finally got back to us. They finally got a, somebody out there and they fixed the problem. Well, it was an entire hot water heater had to be right. replaced. Right. Um, so it was a big deal. And and I will say that his communication wasn't great in between, right? It would be like, okay, I'll get on it. And then you didn't hear back for a day or two, right? So so it wasn't like he was giving us updates frequently. And he never apologized, right. not once. Right. It never took responsibility either. It was almost kind of constantly felt like we were at fault. Uh, and that was really frustrating. Again, we have not had this experience a lot. A, a lot of the owners we've dealt with are so accommodating and amazing. And what I think a lot of people don't understand is that 
know, these things happen, right? Your things are going to break down. Most guests are going to understand as long as you approach them with humility, you apologize, you take responsibility. I think that's the most important thing. And, and I'm telling you, that's most guests are going to be reasonable. It's only a small handful that are not going to be. Yeah. And I can't say that we've ever asked for any money back, but this is the time that I was like, you know what? We didn't have hot water for six days. Like, I think that we should get a discount. And he offered us a hundred dollars off of us at 7,000. It was like a $7,500 stay. And that was just for me, another like kick in the teeth of how this guy approached being a host. And when you take on an Airbnb, you, you are a host, right? That That's your job. And so you really want to embody that as much as you can and really come from a place of service. And this was not that from the very beginning when we reported that the hot water was cold. And so this was one of those experiences that really stands out in our minds of, and again, not very common, but it really leaves a bad taste in your mouth. The next one we have is nickel and diming. And this one is again, and one we haven't run into that much, um, but there are a couple instances where we were told, oh, you need to pay $50 a day to heat the pool, for example, and it wasn't built into the listing. Or, you know, you need to pay for extra towels or extra sets of sheets. Um, and those kind of times, it's, I actually avoid listings that make you pay for your towels and sheets. Like sometimes you see that in Europe and I'm just like, don't even go there. But even the pool one, it was just like, why not just build it into the cost of the price and your listing is going to be a little bit higher, but then your, your guests aren't feeling like nickel and dime, like, okay, how many days do you want to use the pool? Okay. How many days do you actually want it heated? You know, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good as a guest to do that. Yeah. And I think maybe we haven't encountered this as much because you are filtering it out ahead mm-hmm. of time. So we're not actually even encountering it because we're avoiding places like that. And so this is an important one where, you know, you might get more bookings if you don't nickel and dime, right? So really be mindful about what you're charging for. Yeah. Okay, the next one's important, really important, and that's uncomfortable cheap mattresses. <laughs> with you know, a, another part of this is mattresses without mattress covers too. Yeah, it's it's both, right? <laughs> and we've had it several instances where it just feels dirty yeah. if you don't have a mattress cover and you just have a sheet right straight on the mattress. But also when the mattress is really cheap, old, just doesn't it squeaks? You know, it just isn't a great mattress. And when you compare that to the times that we've had incredible mattresses, mm-hmm. where you just like you know, like float into it and you, and you can sleep all night. It just makes such a big difference to have a really great mattress. Yeah, for sure. And the San Juan Islands, I remember that place uh, had just an amazing, comfortable bed. It was like a heavenly bed. And what was funny was that our, our uh, employee, Freddie, you know, she, you know, she does not sleep. She well. does not sleep well, but in that bed, she slept really well. And I was like, wow, that's, that's amazing. And so, you know, if you can wow your guests like that uh, and really stand out, that's amazing. Right. So really focus on that because, you know, how much do we, t- how much time does your guests spend in the bed? They probably spend a good third, at least a third of their time uh, in a 24 hour period in the bed. So that's a really, really important amenity and a really important thing to focus on, I think. Yeah. And you don't know this, but in our short-term rental, I went out and got actually very nice quality beds um, and spent more money on them. But I put, you know, mattress covers with a thick 
you know, what, well, actually it's, it's multiple layers. I have a zipper one that completely zips up the entire mattress so that you can't get bed bugs. And it's also waterproof. Mm -hmm. And then I have a mattress cover on top of it so that you have that padding and then you have that extra layer. So our beds have multiple layers before even the sheets just to protect them. Yeah. And I I hate to say it, but you know, places we've stayed, you know, at, at the end of the day, our kids are kids, right. And they have wet the bed. And if you don't have those layers and a lot of places we've didn't have those layers. I hate to say that. Uh, if you're if you're an owner and, and we stayed at your place, I'm sorry, but uh, but our kids have wet your bed. Uh, and uh, if you don't have those covers, I mean, it, your your mattresses are ultimately going to get ruined after a few stays. So you know, you really want to make sure you protect them, and that's why we have the extra layers. Uh, and not it's also for cleanliness as well, avoiding bed bugs and spreading those bed bugs. And I actually uh, also got a zipper covers for all of our pillows too, because there's nothing nastier than taking out the pillows. And, you know, see, you see all those brown drool spots from previous people. It's really gross. And so our, our pillows too have multiple layers, one of which is completely zipping waterproof and then the sheets over that. Um, and you know, replace your pillows somewhat frequently too. Yeah. Don't don't go five years with the same pillows. It's just not good. Yeah, you could see we've spent a lot of time thinking about this, and you really do. You really should think about every component, the mattress, right? Listen for squeaks, so sounds. How does it feel, right? Think about all the senses, right? Uh, the pillow, right? And, the, and, and so we're thinking about that as well. So think about every component. It's such an important part. Well, we're also thinking about the covers, the duvet covers mm-hmm. too, and making sure that they're washable mm-hmm. um, because you don't want to reuse the same duvet cover and not have that washed in between people too. Mm-hmm. So we think a lot about that. Okay. Illegal listings. So we have stayed in a few illegal listings to come to mind um, a Dallas property that we didn't know was illegal until we got there and we got the check-in instructions and they were like, don't go to the front desk, you know, don't say anything. (laughs) Um, And then we also stayed in an LA, I think a place that, you know, they were doing rental arbitrage. They didn't own it. They were just renting it and it was illegal as well. And, and we didn't know that until we talked to the owner too. And so that doesn't feel good as a guest because you feel like you're not supposed to be there. You don't know who to talk to. You feel like you're sneaking around. Um, and so it's really nice to have that comfort of knowing your listing is, is legal and that it has, you know, it has a license. And so when I see that in listings, it gives me a lot of comfort. I'm looking actually for the license, just like I'm looking for the internet speed. Those are some of the more important things that I'm looking for to make sure that we're not in a situation where we get kicked out. Um, actually, Freddie, recently mm-hmm. was in an Airbnb in Austin and she got, she got kicked out, right? Because it was an illegal listing. So she left. Yeah. And this one, I don't know how many in our audience will actually be doing rental arbitrage. If you don't know what rental arbitrage is, it's when you rent a place uh, and then you re-rent it as an Airbnb, right? You get the furniture in there and then you list it on Airbnb, but you need to have permission from the owner to do that. And if you don't have permission, then what people will do is they'll have an illegal listing that's not uh, accepted. And if, it, if you're in a big apartment building, uh, then what you're supposed to do is get permission from the apartment building, right? Go to the leasing office and, and get permission from them. But a lot of people who are doing rental, not a lot of people, but some people who are doing rental arbitrage are, are doing it illegally. And finally, a poorly stocked kitchen. And this is a really big one for those of us who cook 
Um, we stay in Airbnbs for a month at a time, sometimes longer, and we have three kids. So I cook a lot of food in our Airbnbs and some of the things that we've missed. I mean, we've had ovens with no cookie sheets. We've had no mixing bowls. Mm -hmm. So I've been mixing things in pans, right? So if I want to make brownies, I'm mixing them in a pan and I'm going out and I'm buying, you know, one of those aluminum pans to be able to cook it in the oven. Uh, We've had no strainers for pasta, which is a real bummer. And uh, I'm just like scooping out the pasta with the like, you know, the spoons, hoping I can get all the water out of it. Like those kind of things make a big difference. And in the cases that it's been a new Airbnb and we've notified the owners and they've brought us stuff, it's meant a lot um, and makes a big difference. But there are times that we have had a poorly stocked kitchen, or I also have to mention extremely run down pieces of equipment in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So like uh, nonstick pans with scrapes all over the bottom. Like, you know, you're eating that nonstick pan Mm -hmm. stuff. If you cook in them, like, I don't even want to cook. Like I want to order pots and pans to stay in the place so I can make food and feel like it's healthy. And so I've literally been doing that before as well. Yeah. It drives me crazy also to not have enough plates and cups and they're all mismatched. Uh, And this happens over time because the owners aren't replacing the broken plates or the broken cups. If they do replace it, uh, they're sometimes replacing with a different brand, right? So it looks different, a different color sometimes, or different sizes and shapes. Uh, and so I, I really think that that's like kind of messy. It's like if you're trying to have a nice dinner and you have to kind of lay out all these different types of plates and cups, and it's just kind of like, uh, it just, it just take for me, it takes away from the experience. And I think one standard uh, that some of our students in our courses uh, use is a Thanksgiving dinner standard, right? What they do is before they list their property on Airbnb or VRBO, what they do is they, they prepare a Thanksgiving dinner and they go, okay, were we able to do everything required for the Thanksgiving dinner, as well as all the place settings uh, for everyone who's there. And if your property, you know, is, is uh, listed for eight people, then you better have at least eight place settings, right? Or a table big enough for eight. So you can seat everybody. So, so that's what you, that's what it forces you to think about when you have something like a Thanksgiving dinner standard that you're using. Uh, And it also helps you make sure that you check through all the items and you have everything in place. And that is one that we didn't include in here, the seating for the number of people Mm -hmm. who you can sleep, but that's a really important one. I can't tell you like when we stayed in a place in Dallas, we didn't, I didn't realize when we were making the, uh, making the reservations, but there was actually no dining room table. Mm -hmm. Like I just missed that. And there were seven of us, right. And we had a counter with three seats and that was a real problem. And the house could sleep like 10 and that there's no way you can sleep 10 when you don't even have a dining room table. And so like Kenji just mentioned, that's really, really important. And going back to the poorly stocked kitchen, the last thing I want to mention is knives. We actually travel with our own knives. Uh, We have a very sharp knife that we carried around with us because there were so many horrible situations with bad knives in Airbnbs and you can't even cut an onion. And so I, I carry my own knife to be able to travel. Yeah, if you're like us uh, and you also travel with a sharp knife, please leave us some comments and let us know. Uh, we'd love to we'd love to hear about it. 
Well, we know there are a lot of you out there doing short-term rentals, and we're so excited to have this large community of people being able to contribute to each other. If you like this podcast, make sure to join Semi-Retired Physicians, which is our Facebook group where we're talking about short-term rentals and vacation homes and, and issues like this. And also make sure to join and subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review. And we'll continue to produce content on short-term rentals and other subjects that you love. Thanks for joining us today. See you next time. The Doctors Building Wealth podcast provides information only and does not provide any financial, legal, tax, medical, or psychological services or advice. You are responsible for your own financial, physical, mental, and emotional well-being, decisions, choices, actions, and results. You should contact a professional if you have any specific questions about your unique situation.